ninjas. Welcome to the Saucy Sales Show. I am so excited and grateful that you are right here hanging out with me today. Listen, being an entrepreneur can be tough, especially when you feel like you were doing it alone. And on top of that, most of you didn't go to school for sales. And yet it is one of the most important skills you need to know to run your business. But that is why your saucy sales queen is here to help you learn all things sales and marketing with a sprinkle of mindset and life as an entrepreneur. So you never feel like you're alone again. I'm your host, Logan, otherwise known as the most fun sales and marketing mentor you will ever meet. (laughs) All right, grab your notebook, or if you're driving, just listen and take notes later and be present right here in this moment while you start to become a saucy sales ninja. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody, to the Saucy Sales Show. I am not here alone today. I'm very, very excited to have a special guest here to talk about some money with me. We have Reagan Lumpkins, correct? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With me today on the podcast and super excited. We have put together a big plan of questions that we're going to kind of go back and forth on as far as money mindset. But before we dive into that, I'm going to let her take it away just to give the Saucy Sales audience an insight into who she is and what brought her here. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be on the Saucy Sales Show. It's like the best name ever for a podcast. Can I just say that? Like, Thank you. <laughs> I'm obsessed. So I'm Reagan. I'm an online sales coach. So I really help people um, develop their self-trust as a CEO, as a coach, a service provider, a strategist, whatever you are, as long as you're an online entrepreneur. And I really help you get into the driver's seat of your business to make better business decisions. And we really dive into about three different areas. So we dive into money mindset healing, which we'll be talking about today, messaging and really creating your own unique concepts and frameworks and really diving deep into how can we give our clients the best results. And so I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be so fun. Fun. <laughs> and have you always been kind of like in that, in like the business realm where did you start your business? Like from the beginning, did you go to school for something else? How did you kind of get into this world? Yeah. So I always tell people, I just followed the best next step that I felt with my intuition. So I went to college, I got a degree in sociology. I minored in leadership. And then the first job I ever had out of college was a behavioral and cognitive coach for kids from ages like four to 17. And it was a really tough job. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. Right. And it's in kind of the social work area a little bit. So you didn't get paid very well. And it was just a very toxic work environment. So my first step into entrepreneurship, because I was like, I definitely don't want to do this. I definitely don't want to go back and get my master's degree because I have no idea what I want to do. And so I moved into, okay, let's be a blogger. So I did a lot of lifestyle blogging. And then I kind of moved into Instagram influencing. And I'm using air quotes on purpose because... Yikes on bikes. That was not <laughs> my, uh, that was not a great thing. Me and my husband would just like get mad at each other because he was like the Instagram husband. And I just kind of lacked purpose. I was like, okay, we're getting closer, we're getting warmer. And it was like by divine timing, 
I was supposed to go to this girl's wedding dress fitting and she canceled it. So I didn't have work. And so I was at Starbucks and I joined my first ever webinar. That was before I knew what a webinar was. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is cool. <laughs> and it was all about like creating money online. And so that was really my first step into, oh, okay, what is this? And I really loved what they taught. And so the first thing I ever brought into this world was it's called the quarter life crisis averted. So I was like talking to people who just graduated, who were really struggling, trying to find their footing. And what I found is they really wanted to start a a profitable business. And so that's how it kind of just moved. And then you just refine your skill set. I think the more you get into entrepreneurship. And so that's kind of how I landed on self-trust and sales and money mindset and really just how to replace your nine to five paycheck and create wealth and your passion in the same area. So that was a long answer, but that's how I got well, it's perfect. <laughs> it's usually a long journey that leads us here. You know, all these things yeah. happen and, and yeah, it's like you stumble upon a webinar and like, that's the thing that like starts it all, you know? Yeah. I remember seeing, cause I went well, a physical therapist and I still do that, but when I first started seeing it kind of in the healthcare world of like the online business, like it was a random ad from this PT who like had this whole online business and taught other healthcare professionals to kind of move online or, you know, start their own business and what you can do with your degree in a different way. And, and then like, I literally watched a webinar. And then at the end, he was talking about this like course that he had um, to help people do this. And I was sitting there the whole time at the end, I'm like, like scared for the price to come. But the whole time in my head, I was like, okay, how do I make this happen? Like, what can I do? Like, where's, where's my money at? Like, how can I do this? Because I'm so freaking excited about this. Oh Um, yeah. I took that 12 monthly payment and I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you recently had something very exciting happen. Your partner, boyfriend, fiance, husband, husband. Okay. That was next. That was next. (laughs) Um, Is now working from home with you. And that was like a huge goal of yours, right? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, we are both fully remote. It is so exciting. I knew from a very young age, I was like, I'm not ready. Like, I can't commit to this life of seeing the world like maybe seven days out of a whole year. And then my job wouldn't even pay me when I left. And so when COVID happened, Austin, my husband, like started working from home and just his eyes were open to it all. So we, it was kind of messy how we got here. It wasn't the original, like, it's just funny what happens. We plan stuff. The universe has a different, you know, lesson and plan, but long, long story short. Yeah. We're both fully remote. I think we'll start traveling February. So we'll keep my hometown home base. Like I'm not going to live in a van. Like that's not for me. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm like, I just not that person. (laughs) Um, I think it's cool that I'm just kind of low key, high maintenance. Like you wouldn't know that just talking to me, but if you knew me like on the real, (laughs) real. And so, yeah, I'm so excited. It's a freaking, like, it's one of the biggest manifestations in my life. So Yeah. And we'll talk about all your like information at the end, like your Instagram and everything, but she has a couple posts, like kind of diving more into that story. So if you're interested in that. Okay. Well, we have a couple of questions that we're going to kind of 
start the conversation with today. And so we'll start diving into those just because I think it's going to spark a lot of, a lot of conversation branch off in a lot of different ways. So, but before we get to the first one, I think it'd be helpful. And I've talked about mine a little bit on this podcast, but I'll reference it a little bit as well. But I think to hear your side of things and when it comes to money, like what is your, I don't know, like background or history with like money mindset, as far as like when growing up, like what was your relationship with money? What did you hear? What was your family's like? And that'll kind of come up in the first question, but just as kind of a basis of like where you came from and how you got to where you are now with your mindset, that might be helpful to kind of relate to some other people listening. Yeah, it was really, really rocky. It was really, really bad. There was just a lot of trauma tied with money. It was a lot of feeling like money was held over me or money was limited or money didn't like me. Like that's how it really came out. So my parents, you know, are divorced. And so there, there just was a lot of money drama when that happened too. I'm the oldest child. So there was just a lot of pressure and a lot of things that I had to take on that really shaped how I viewed money. And the biggest thing for me was like, money is like a weapon. Like money is like, can be used against you. Money is very limited. And so, you know, you think you're doing okay. And then you get into entrepreneurship and all that really comes to the surface. And a lot of it too, was like, you have to work so hard in order to receive money. And then I was in a very religious church growing up and money was like, you don't need it. Right. And the money that you have, you shouldn't keep. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should get yeah. away. So y'all, it was messy. It, yeah. <laughs> that's like the cliff notes, clean version, but it was, <laughs> it was hard. It was really, really hard. And you don't know that it's shaping your relationship with money when you're in that. Cause you're just growing up. You think it's like, just, Oh, this is what church is like. Oh, this is how my parents talk about money. Oh, this is how I feel about going to college with this little to no money or taking out loans. Like, and you don't really know it's a dynamic with money. You think it's a dynamic with everything else. That's so true. (laughs) It's like how every, like you don't realize the impact it's making. You don't realize what it's shaping, like how deeply it's shaping beliefs that you have until, like you said, that was the biggest thing, like going into entrepreneurship. And then you're like, all these things come to a head. And especially with like, what Reagan and I do with like sales coaching, like that is such a barrier for so many people, like Mm -hmm. the beliefs that they have about money and their ability to charge a certain price and their ability to even ask for money, like for their work, like all of that. And then like going through those, those conversations. And that's when you realize, oh my gosh, these beliefs that I have, like that came from way back then of how my parents talked about it. And yeah, like growing up for me, we, it was like, you know, an average income household, like it was never, money was never really talked about, but the little things that my parents would say about money, like going to the store, it's like, we never bought name brand cereal. Mm -hmm. Like we were always looking for the discounts or, you know, school shopping. It was never like, we always had to, to get the discount stuff. Or I remember, and I talked, I forget, but I talked about this 
like with the stores Abercrombie because I just ordered jeans from Abercrombie and it just like takes me back because that was a store we did not step foot in. (laughs) (laughs) We were like Aeropostale only or like the clearance rack in Hollister. Like if we went Hollister, you would go straight to the back and to wherever the clearance rack is, maybe we can get something from there. And like, don't get me wrong, like I'm all about discounts and like, I, we still like saving money, Yeah. but it was just the, the mindset of like, that's, we have to always search to save money. Mm -hmm. Like everything you buy, you should always be trying to find the cheapest and trying to save wherever you can. And then, you know, I would hear like arguments with my parents, like about money and things like that. So it was never like something that was said in front of us, but then I would hear it. And yeah, so I realized mostly like scarcity is kind of like that, that belief that I had was that you're always pinching pennies everywhere and Mm -hmm. there's never going to be enough. Like you Mm -hmm. always have to be thinking about that because it's going to run out or you're going to have kids and you're not going to have enough. So never enough is like where my mindset was. And then just the, the realm of sales too, of just history of hearing about salespeople. And like, that was a big issue too, coming into the online world. So both of us have come very far with that money healing and help other people do that as well while we continue to grow ourselves. So going into kind of the first question here, if we were to kind of start entrepreneurship from day one again, and all of these beliefs were coming up, what would we do first when it came to money healing? So like, where would we, if we had not made any of the progress we had and we're kind of coming from scratch again, what would you start with to heal your money mindset? Kind of knowing what you know now, I guess. Yeah, this is such a great question because you just don't really know what to do first, right? So when I first got into it, I stepped into manifestation before anything else now. And it helps, right? Like learning what manifestation is. And part of that learning, there's like one teaching over money mindset. And it was all about how to manifest money. And if I could do it all over again, and what I actually think people need is when you have this money mindset, that's full of insecurity and old thoughts and trauma, right? You don't want to jump into manifestation because what happens is you kind of get into frantic manifesting and it's never really steady and it goes up and down. And so what I say, and when I teach my clients and when I really learned this year was you have to get out of survival mode and then into safety. So if you think about survival mode, it's like fight, flight, freeze, right? And we have that with money. And the reason a lot of us are in survival mode, I think is because we are future casting a lot and we are not in this present moment of being. So when I'm like coaching my clients who have like a nine to five and they're they're working out about money, right? The first thing that I have to do is we have to like tame your brain and be like, actually, you're really taken care of even if it's outside of your business, all money is good money. It doesn't mean, it doesn't matter if it's coming from your business, your nine to five, a part-time job. And we have to acknowledge that everything is paid for, that you're taking care of and that you're safe. And when you can move from survival to safety, what happens is you can actually move up the ladder to this place of actually, okay, working through your money mindset. Because if you're always 
going back and forth between survival and then you never feel safe, your money mindset is not fixed. It is on a very broken foundation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that, right? Because I jumped into manifestation. I thought like, okay, that's the way to go. Yeah. And then as you get more into it, I realized that manifestation didn't really heal the parts of my money mindset that I needed in order to continue to manifest money. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you can let me know if you agree with this, but I think some of that, at least like for me, some of that like survival mode and like not being able to see your own safety and that you are okay came from other people, like seeing other people on social media, you know, making this much money in their business, doing the same thing I'm doing or making this much money that fast. And I mean, it can lead those statements and those things alone can lead to so many, you know, spiraling thoughts, but specifically like, cause then you start seeing what they're achieving. And then you think you're behind, you think you don't have enough and you just like completely forget about your own, like you said, safety and that like, are you fed? Are you, do you have good relationships? Are you, are you able to survive right now on the money you have coming from wherever, but we solely focus on that business aspect of it. And it's like, well, I'm not making that much money from this one income. I don't have enough. And that's kind of, I feel like what leads to that survival mode too. Absolutely. It's the rush to get out of the nine to five. I see Mm -hmm. it so much with all, almost all my clients. I felt it with myself. Like it is the rush to be somewhere else, making a certain level amount of money. And I just want to burst everyone's bubble. Like that money is not going to change the way you feel. It can change like some circumstances when it comes to maybe your house or the car you drive, but money will never, ever make you feel different if you don't change that relationship with money now mm-hmm. and you continually to work on it. Absolutely. No one talks about that. It's just screenshots of, I made $60,000 this month. And you're like, oh God, something's wrong with me. Yeah. My money mindset sucks. I'm right. really far behind. I'm not safe, but it's really, that's just the noise. Yeah. And I... The Saucy Sales Show audience knows that I am always talking about the now and change your mindset now. You have to do the work now because you magically getting a client that pays you more money or you getting a promotion or more money coming from something, inheritance, whatever, is not going to change that. It's not going to change anything about the way you think about it. You're going to have these, you know, like that you don't deserve it, or it's all going to go away. Or if your spending habits are bad, like you're going to get rid of it because you're just Mm going to buy all this stuff because you haven't addressed. Why do I do that? Why do I spend those things? And like, that's for me, kind of, I think where I would start going back would be not consider, not even trying to think about where they came from first, but like literally sitting down and writing down, what do I believe about money? Like, what are my initial thoughts about money, about wealth, about selling, you know, about anything like saving, investing, like what immediate quotes or thoughts or phrases come to my mind and writing them all down Mm. and just having that starting spot of like, okay, this is where I'm at good or bad, like not judging yourself for it at all, but just knowing like what those beliefs are And then taking it to the next step of going through each one and saying like, 
where did this come from? Like, why do I believe this? But maybe you have some good beliefs and that's awesome, you know, but like maybe you do believe things about money that your parents taught you and their healthy relationships, but still acknowledge like, where did I learn that? And, but especially for the ones that are limiting you from being where you want to be is like, where did I hear this? Is this actually true? Or is this just something that I was exposed to my whole childhood? Yeah, absolutely. One of the first things I've ever did to kind of work through my feelings around money was to write it a letter. I said, dear money on top. And I think I was just like, I'm really mad at you. Like I just kind of let it all out. Part of this process with healing your relationship with money is allowing yourself to feel the full range of emotions you have around money. Because like, if you can really Mm -hmm. move through it all, feel through it all, like you can eventually get to this place of calling it all in. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. And that feeling your feelings, like they're called feelings for a reason. I actually have the book sitting right here. This is so on, I mean, related, but unrelated to money, but the book come as you are, I recently just read, which I think every female should read, but she talks about in there about feelings and how our society, like we're always trying to find a way to push off our feelings or like, that's not accepted to feel your feelings or we judge ourselves for having those feelings. Like anytime we feel uncomfortable, anytime we feel frustrated or angry about something, we we're like, why do I feel angry about that? Like I shouldn't be mad at that. Or I shouldn't feel this way. I got to get over it. And you don't allow yourself to actually just feel it. And like, or if you're stressed, why am I stressed? Like I need to like scramble to try and I shouldn't be stressed. My life isn't that hard. I don't have that much going on. And we don't ever sit and just like allow ourselves to move through that and to feel that feelings, feel those feelings. Like literally like listen. Yeah. (laughs) And it's crazier because our body stores things. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, move through this stuff if you don't feel it like it lives in your body right which is yeah crazy science which is out of my realm of zone of genius right <laughs> that I've been like learning about and diving into is like a lot of these wounds like the more you put it off it doesn't matter because it stays in your body and uh-huh. it surely stays in your subconscious yeah For example, you know, when I would pay a bill or, you know, an overdraft fee would happen in my bank account, like my stomach, I always feel those things in my stomach Mm. where it's like, I just get this sick feeling like where I see that money leave or I check my bank account and I see where it's at. And then I would just feel so like sick about it. (laughs) And then I wouldn't check it for three months, you know, like, so like it, it, creates these actual physiological responses when you don't allow yourself to like work through that and figure it out. You know, like, do you want to live the rest of your life? Like feeling that way about paying your mortgage every single month for the rest of your life. Like that's not a healthy thing to do. Mm -mm. And with what you said with like the, you started with manifestation. I feel like Mm -hmm. that kind of leads into another question we had, which was like, what has and hasn't worked for you when it comes to changing your money mindset. And I didn't, I mean, like it kind of related, but for me, one thing that didn't work at first was I always learned about like affirmations 
And all the things you say to like create a positive mindset with money is like speaking about it in a positive way. And I did that over and over again. And I read the money mindset books and I wrote in a journal and kept doing that every single morning. And yet I would not check my bank account for a month, two months at a time. I would like pay my bill on the last day or overdue. You know, I would all the actions that actually make a difference and create a help. Like you can't just talk your way through it. And I didn't address like where my beliefs came from. I didn't address like the actual mindset of it. I was trying to mask it and just like pretend that everything was okay, which is why those affirmations don't work for a lot of people because you think that that magically changes it because your thoughts change, but you have to actually like do the actions that create that. Yeah. And a money mindset work is maintenance. It's like everyday maintenance. It's mm-hmm. not something like, yes, I don't think it's something that you truly, truly master. I think it's something that you just are always like, you're always just maintaining. Right. Yeah. And old thoughts will disappear, but then new thoughts will reappear. Right. And so it's a lot. I wish I would have known that there's not like this end goal. Like there's not this like pivotal point where you're like, Oh, I've made it. (laughs) It's not like that. Right. It's very much a lot of maintenance and it's a lot of just asking yourself like what's coming up today. Right. And it could be money and it could be something else, but it's just money is such a relationship. It's like being like with a best friend or with your partner. Right. It takes a lot of effort and work to maintain a really healthy relationship. And the cool thing is like money, we don't have to follow money. Like money will follow our lead. Money will trust us. But that again, it all comes from that identity, that safety, that security and that healing. But Mm -hmm. it's, it is just easier to go into your journal and write your affirmations or go hit that meditation every morning. And that's great. But yeah, that doesn't really work if you haven't done everything first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think like to some of those things like that do work, but like in at the right time, you know, like the manifestation, the affirmations like do are helpful and they do work, but they just have to be kind of incorporated at the right time. And so those are not bad, but like also that's the part that's kind of it seems more fun, you know, from the outside, like it's more fun. It is more fun, you know, but like, there's also the boring parts that do create a healthier relationship with money. If budgeting is going to be helpful for you or the regular checking of your bank accounts or tracking your expenses or tax, putting money away for taxes, you know, those types of things like that are boring and not, not as glamorous, but that actually like when you have a good pattern with those and you can continuously like reduce your physiological response to seeing those things happen and seeing that money leave or whatever, that makes a huge difference too. But yeah. that's the part that people don't necessarily want to do. <laughs> yeah, Because it's really, it's messy and it's really like the healing part, the emotional regulation of money is the part that just, it's tough on your like mental health, mm-hmm. right? It's just, yeah. It's, I remember just really working through it a lot this year, like constantly 
being coached on it. And I would just be tired. Like my brain would be so tired to feel like, oh my gosh, I have to fine tune this. And something that I want to tell, like, you know, the saucy sale show is like, you never have to fully change your thoughts. I think that's BS, right? Your thoughts are not going to change. I think if you can just become like a person who like can have a thought, like I have a constant thought, like money will run out. Right. Even Mm -hmm. if that's not true. Like, even if I'm looking at my bank account, like I'm all good. Right. I just have to let it be a thought and not make it a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. But again, if you think about going, if we were to reverse engineer this whole process, right. That healing, that awareness, that emotional regulation, that nervous system regulation mm-hmm. is really important. And then you could just not make certain thoughts a problem. Like I just mm-hmm. have stupid thoughts all day long. I'm like, not today. Right. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, that's such a good point. The thoughts are going to come up. And especially like you said, like we can overcome some beliefs or, you know, some of those thoughts might be easier to get rid of, but then like, as you grow and as you expand and as you kind of go to the next level of whatever you're doing, you might have new thoughts that you have to deal with. So like you said, this like end goal where everything is perfect. And from here on out, you're never going to have a negative thought about money. You're never going to feel like it's going to run out or anything. Like it's just, you are now more resilient. You have the tools you know how to work through that and recognize it for what it is. It's a thought. It's a thought that came from past beliefs and you can let it go and keep moving forward. And you just get better and better at doing that with those old thoughts. And then there's a new thought that comes up. There's a new place that you're at that you've never really had this issue or had this problem. Mm -hmm. And then now we repeat the process. You know, you have to move through it again. And it might be a little bit harder to get rid of this thought, but you know that you can do it because you moved through some of those other ones. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes with money mindset, the way we talk about it, like the industry talks about it is you always have to feel good in Mm -hmm. order to manifest. You always have to feel good around money to bring in money. You always have to be in these positive high frequencies. And honestly, I just call BS because we live a very human experience. And as long as again, you're like in that maintenance and you're in that leadership with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It's okay if you have off days. It's okay if you have like some negative thoughts. It's okay if you like are mad. Like that's just a normal human experience. That doesn't mean that money's not kind of come in. That doesn't mean you're not doing the work right. Like sometimes growth is just painful and it's just letting ourselves feel safe in that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then you, with that track of thinking where you have to be positive and you have to feel good about it, then think about how much you're going to beat yourself up on days where you're just like, not, you're not feeling it. (laughs) Or you're just like, there's other shit going on in your life that you're trying to deal with. And then you're like, well, now, you know, now I'm not going to make money or, and you just like kind of give up on the days or the weeks and, and you're allowed to have bad days and money will still find you. So it's like disassociating that just uh, positive Polly all the time. She's the one that makes all the money because we aren't like that all the time. And that doesn't mean that you don't make money on those days or that you can't keep growing on those days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And this wasn't one of the questions that we came up with before, but I just had a thought because I, I like talking about this because it's such a, it's obviously an issue is like with your, with a relationship, a partner Mm -hmm. and 
do you do, you know, like what, um, (laughs) figuring out how to grow in your money mindset, if you're like your partner differs or Mm -hmm. like working through that together, because like, there's so many people like money is one of the top things that people fight about. Right. So clearly it's an issue. Clearly, you know, there's different beliefs coming in different backgrounds. So would you mind sharing a little bit about like you and your husband, if you had very different mindsets or how you kind of worked through that of maybe getting on the same page or. Yeah, that's such a good question. No one's ever asked me that before, but it's so good. (laughs) But it's such Um, a huge part of our life. Like we can do all this work and we can do the things on our end, but you also have like, a lot of us have another half living in the house, making spending decisions, all of those things. So it, it does make a difference. Yeah. So I'll speak behalf of like our story. Austin is always, he calls me like coach Reagan. Cause sometimes I'll get into this thing and he says like, my tone of voice will change. Some <laughs> changes. And what I really realized is like, he never had a real poor money mindset. I think he carried like some identity, some thoughts from like, from his parents and so forth and so on. But for me, I think it was just allowing him to witness the change in me and also to not force anything on him, right? It yeah. was kind of have to just set up these boundaries of, okay, this is what I'm going to do, right? And he was like, and this is what you're going to stop coaching me on, right? <laughs> it was like these like new boundaries had to be set up. But when it came to like budgeting and finances and all of that, like I think just having these continued conversations around what we wanted our future to look like, how we wanted to spend and save. I think it's just opening up the dialogue and letting people come to it on their own. It's almost like that therapy concept. Like you can know someone who really needs therapy, Mm -hmm. right? And be like, you should really go to therapy. Like it would be so good for you, but it doesn't matter until they decide that they really want it. But I do remember this one time I told Austin, I, I, I'm a little spiritual and I told <laughs> Austin, I had asked for a sign because he was kind of struggling with some like money mindset and I didn't want to, and we have that boundary that I can't coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked for a sign from like God, the universe, whatever. And I was on a Facebook group and I and I'm never in Facebook groups anymore. And I landed on a thread and, and they were recommending books. And the first book I saw was Millionaire Mindset. I think that's the name of it. And so I was just like, hey, this might sound weird to you, but I asked for a sign. Like if there was a good book that would help you right now, because he was kind of telling me what he was struggling with. I said, I want to just leave it here and you can do what you want. And he bought it and he read it. And I really think it started to shift things for him. But I think it's just patience and boundaries and you get to do you too. Like you don't have to wait behind for your partner to catch up. Like you Mm -hmm. get to lead yourself. Yes, I agree um, with one of the first things you said of like you go on your own journey and do your own work and let them witness what you're doing and the change and not force change on them. That was one of the biggest (laughs) things that I had to learn how to do. Yeah. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. Cause I would like learn these things or even like logistically about investing and set like just all these. Cause I just like love learning about all aspects of it. And anytime. Yeah. I just wanted 
him to do the same thing. Like I wanted him to do it too, because we're going to be wealthy someday. Like, you know, we got a budget or whatever. And yeah, I had to like back off and just be like, Logan, like you're the one that needs to do this work. Like you, you do you, you're becoming a financially independent woman, you know? So like, and like what you said about the future that really resonated with me too, because I ultimately like, we've talked about, you know, like what we want for the future, you know? And like, he is in a very much like in a wealth mindset, I would say, as far as like what we want our future to look like, we want to be able to afford certain things. We want to have a certain lifestyle. He doesn't want to work in the job he has forever. He -hmm. wants to kind of expand incomes and things like that. And so ultimately like our goals at the end, like, you know, further down in life, we have the same kind of vision Mm -hmm. that may look different, how we get there, like in terms of our relationship with money, like day to day and month to month. But if we're still working towards the same thing and we have that goal in mind, like I ultimately was like, I'm okay with that. And as long as we're safe and you know, like there's not ridiculous habits happening that are really ruining us, then I just had to stay in my lane, you know, and I'll share occasionally things I learn, but yeah, it's like letting go of like feeling that they have to come along with you. And a lot, like they're watching and learning from you probably more than you even realize. Um, 100%. Yeah. I mean, if you think about people you look up to, like you're silently usually watching them, right? Uh You're like admiring them from a distance. And then when you finally get up the courage, like if you're like to make an investment or pitch yourself or whatever, like, like copy and paste that energy into your relationship. As long as you guys are good to one another and speak to each other with respect and have boundaries, like, and you're headed in the same direction. Mm -hmm. I think that's solid enough. Yeah. I'm no like relationship. I know. Right. (laughs) But I feel like that's great advice. I know. (laughs) I'm not claiming to be a relationship expert, but yeah. you know, that was pretty good relationship. Cause I don't know. But I know. I always forget anytime I talk about that, like give a disclaimer. I'm like, I'm not claiming to be a relationship expert, but like, we're pretty good right now. So here's what, here's what's working for me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. So I think what will our last question here, what is, I like this one because it kind of broad what is your money philosophy? I feel like we've probably gotten a lot of that information from just us talking, but I don't know, in like more concise way, if we can, what's your money philosophy? Like what comes to mind when you hear that question? Yeah. The first thing that just came to my mind is like, I can trust myself with money and I can trust money. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think what that's really means to me is like me and money, we're good. Even on our off days, we're good. And that there is more than enough to go around. That is an affirmation that, you know, we see a lot, but when you really think about it and money, it, there's just like, it's really this place of I'm fully safe now and I love my life now and I'm fully seen now and I'm here to do the work and I'm so open to how all this unfolds and I trust myself to lead myself there. And I know that money's going to follow me and my leadership. It's just like a relationship. It's just like, how do I meet me and money like besties in a really like boundary, fun, positive way, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of this whole pressure to be somewhere by a certain time, this whole pressure to 
be like XYZ coach, right? It's just like a lot of like, this is just me and a money thing. I guess that would be the philosophy. It's just me and money. We're just doing our thing. Just hanging we're, out. We're doing great. Like we're thriving. Sometimes we're not, but we're still okay. Right. <laughs> we have our tips, you know. You yeah, have your <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, that's really, really good. And keep in mind, listeners, like, and you've probably gotten this message from talking about it, but the way she said, you know, like I trust myself with money. And it's not gonna be just that you magically start saying, I trust myself with money. Like it's the work, it's the healing that you have to do to get to that point. So just remember that and get started on that journey. And then, and this just came to my mind too, that like something that I really like to just remind myself of is that like money allows more good to Mm -hmm. happen in the world, in the community, in my life. And Mm -hmm. like, I choose to see it that way because you can call out a lot of things bad that happen Mm -hmm. or bad things people do with money and you can choose to blame it on money. You know, money is the root of all evil and money creates evil people. But I truly believe that it's the person, it's not the money. So like Mm -hmm. good people, considering me, (laughs) I'm a good person, (laughs) good people making more money allows more good to happen. So allows me to feel good about wanting to make more money about you know, working towards wealth, about talking about it all the time. You know, I just believe that the more people that think that way, that are good people and want to do good with it, like more good can happen in the world. Mm -hmm. And I just think of all of the things that I want to do with it or, you know, the good donations people make or the good that happens in the community because somebody had money to do that. That is the role where I want to be. You know, that's the place I want to be. And I don't, Like just because bad people do bad things with money doesn't mean the money is the problem. Mm -hmm. So I just choose to see that good side of it and envision all of the good that can happen, not only in my life, but people in my community and those things with, by me having more money to do those things. When your money, like philosophy is so tied into your why and your Mm -hmm. vision and your mission, and not into, I got to be out of my nine to five. I got to be a six figure coach. I got to be a seven figure coach. Money feels differently Mm -hmm. and money flows differently. Right. And it feels different in your bank account and in your nervous system. And it's just a completely, it's a huge shift. So I love that because that's really, it's just focusing on the greater good of it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's such, I think it's a lesson we can lose in the sauce Mm -hmm. online. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, there's already so many, there's more good things that happen because of money like that than bad things, but we pay attention and we subscribe to the beliefs around the bad things because it almost gives us Like, I believe that it gives us kind of an out or an excuse to not work on these things and to not get better. Cause it's like, well, I shouldn't be focusing on money anyway, cause that makes me a bad person or that makes me greedy. And it's like, you know, I don't need to do any of that work and heal that because that's what happens when you do. That's what happens when you focus on money. But we wouldn't have a lot of the things we have. We wouldn't be where we are, you know, like without money. So continue to see those things daily in your life of all the good things that happen because of it. And that will keep you looking forward and wanting to heal to make those things happen. 
Yeah. And I feel like if your focus goes off of money, which might sound counterintuitive and then really back on your why, yeah, really back on your clients, really back on your vision, really back on taking care of yourself, really back on your friendships and your partnerships. Like it finally is like, they get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They get it. Money just flow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. So amazing. Any other thoughts that came to mind or any other last messages for the audience about this topic? Yeah, I think we covered a lot. I think I'll just reiterate like, again, like money, like you don't have to follow money around, right? You get to clean up any beliefs around in yourself. You get to heal yourself. You get to focus on other things and really get into this place of safety around money. And really guys, safety is just like, I'm fully taken care of. And I, you know, the grass isn't greener over there. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm successful now. I love myself now. I love my people now. Like from that place of safety and like taking the, all this pressure off money. So kind of like the opposite of what you think you have to do, right? You can really call in more money and it'll feel better and it will look better. (laughs) And so that's just the thing is like, just start with you and leadership with you and money is going to follow. Absolutely. Oh, that was so good. Okay. So Reagan has a podcast as well. And so tell me about what your podcast is and where we can find you on social. Yeah. So podcast, Real Talk with Reagan. My name is spelled R-E-G-A-N. I know it's confusing. (laughs) You can listen to anywhere you you listen to your podcast. And it's just, I have so much to say about a lot of things. So that's just (laughs) where it really goes into from sales to money mindset, to unique positioning and messaging, to being a beginner is a sexy way to identify yourself as a CEO. Like, it's a real fun time over there. It's new. So we are building up some momentum around it. And then I'm on Instagram a lot. So at underscore Reagan, R-E-G-A-N storm. And I'm just on stories, having a good time, living my best life. Please DM me if you listen to this and like this. I love to meet you guys. Like I'm not gonna, like, I don't bite <laughs> DMs. <laughs> so yeah, that's just what's happening over on my corner of the interweb. Awesome. And is your maiden name Storm? My maiden name's right. So my middle name's Storm. Storm. So, okay. Yeah. I remember seeing your Instagram name and I'm like, that's the coolest freaking name ever. <laughs> you can thank my dad. He did give me the middle name Storm. That is so cool. Like just because it was cool or is there like meaning behind yeah, it? He, he, y'all, he wanted to make it my first name and my mom was like, <laughs> hell to the no. Well, hey, Stor- Stormy is like a Stormy is, that, is like Kylie saying he was ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he heard it somewhere and just really liked it. I, yeah. I don't really know. He's probably told me a hundred times. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I just remember seeing it. I was like, I'm jealous. Yeah, it did name. change. That's, it was like so many it. cool, like you know, titles or whatever with that name. Like, <laughs> I um, I gave it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Saucy Sales Show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we love talking about money around here and you just brought a really good perspective and insight. 
So go check out her podcast, check out her page, especially to learn more about kind of what she's up to right now and that story with her and her husband. And it's just really cool to watch other people and how they put these things to work, you know, and what happens in their life because of it. So thank you again all for listening. Catch us back here, not us, but the the show Sorry, <laughs> next guys. Monday, always on Monday, the new episodes release. Thanks for being here. Very grateful for your time. And don't forget to tag me on social media to tell me where you're listening to this and what was most helpful from today's episode. Have a great day, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Saucy Sales Show. Your time is the most precious asset you have. And I'm so grateful that you chose to spend some of it here with me today. It's time to stop saying, I love everything about my business except sales. And start believing that you are capable of loving sales and making them happen in a way that is fun, authentic, and makes you money. I would love to hear from you, so I can thank you for listening. Go find me on Instagram at Logan in Motion. Share this episode to your stories and tag me so we can connect. Make sure you come back next time so we can hang out again. See you soon.